Welcome back to In the Database with Nana. I know it's been a while, but your girl been real busy with her businesses and just, you know, life in general. But we back. Another season of Warriors. Hopefully this one is not a stressful one. I don't know what I expected from Golden State to start this season, but whatever we're seeing right now, it's not it's not going the way I want it to go. And we're going to go down one by one. We're going to talk about what I expected to start the season, what's going on currently, and what I hope to see moving forward. Now, as you know, Golden State traded Jordan Poole for Chris Paul. And initially, I was against that. I was 100% against that trade for many reasons. Not because of Jordan Poole and not because of all that. It had everything to do with Chris Paul. How does he fit into our system? This guy is notorious for not just being an asshole but playing like an asshole he's notorious for doing all these extra stuff as basketball he's our our enemy like somebody we just hated and i got we got we got to cheer for him and then on top of all of that like he plays so slow like he slows the offense down and that's something i don't want going to stay to do i want our pace to be better yes i know the team is older the veterans are veterans now the guys are veterans and we do need to kind of like slow the game down for them a little bit, but I just I just didn't see that. And I and also Bob is not the GM no more. We got a new GM, and I wasn't a fan of his offseason moves. You know whether it was um, getting Dario, um, whether it was getting Chris Paul. I mean, I was like Dario could probably stretch the floor, but how is he defensively? How is Steve going to use him? Is he going to take minutes from the guys like Kaminga and Moody? And are we not going to see them as often? Is Loon going to be affected? So a lot of that was just. A lot of uncertainty coming to season. I'm not going to lie. Not at all. And I thought, you know, if Chris Paul came in, I came to the idea, you know, I just don't want him above 15 minutes. Maybe he's a 16-game player, not an 82-game player. And if we can keep him healthy and he can come off the bench, maybe I like that idea better. And as long as he's not closing quarters, he's not in lineups where we have three guards in there so we wouldn't create such a defensive liability. He can give us 8 to 12 a game on good efficiency, smart, hunt the mismatches. And then Dario could probably stretch, not be used as the 5, you know, be stretched in lineups where, you know, when CP3 is in there or put him in at the 4 if Draymond's at the 5. And if you don't want Draymond playing the 5, you could put Trace at the 5. So that's basically my expectations for Chris Paul coming in. And in terms of the guys from last season, we know what happened with Wiggins. We know he had a personal family drama um, go. I mean, I wouldn't call it drama, personal family issues going on. We knew that he also had a rib injury and he was dealing with health and he, he was slow to come back last season. And we know we, we gave him the off season. So I, I was kind of hoping that that was dealt with, you know, his mental health is up to par, but physically I, I wanted to really see Wiggins get back to who he was and who helped us win the championship as probably our biggest number two at the time. And Clay to, really come back and shape the season unlike last year. He he should be our clear number two. He gets guarded as the number two. I wanted him to contribute the same way he contributed 
the games that Steph was injured last year and just step up like that. And, of course, Kaminga and Moody to play 20 minutes and be solid rotational guys. And last but certainly not least, Steve Kerr to, to put his ego aside, to actually be a coach, to actually show us that he's not just a Steph Curry merchant, that he's he's more than what we say to prove me wrong, that he can adjust in the season so he doesn't use 50 games in the season to figure out what he wants to play. I don't, I don't want to see 15 guys on the court. I don't want to see guys on the court that we don't have to go – opposing teams don't have to guard. I just wanted to see Steve Kerr to just be a coach. Is that so hard to ask a coach to be a coach? That's all I expected to come into the season. And obviously, Draymond not to punch nobody else or cause no drama or no suspension and don't get 16 texts. Who am I kidding? I'm 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 lying. I, I knew he's gonna get 16 texts and get suspended the season, but maybe towards the end. Um, but just you know, to have a little bit of self-control, just a little bit. You know, as you get older, you're supposed to gain wisdom, you're supposed to get gain, don't let people like get in your head as easy. I just needed Draymond to show that he's able to control himself, you know, at least to a higher degree than a two-year-old. Now, what has happened in the first 11 games? Let's talk about it. Whew. To start the season, it, the schedule makers didn't help us by putting us on the road. You know, we're an old team. They got us on the road for majority of the first 11 games. And on top of that, they we've already played three back-to-backs, which I find so unfair. But if there is time to get a back-to-back to start the season, I think I'll prefer versus middle of the season or towards the end of the season. So hopefully, you know, that could be some positive we can look at. But in these first 11 games, I've already seen games that we won this year that I probably think we wouldn't have won last year, just on end-of-the-game execution. I also seen games that we should have won this year. We had it right there, and different kind of fuckery had to happen for us to lose. And also, I've seen us look really weak and slow and our guys not look at par, especially in the starting lineup. So let me just break down some of these games. Start the season with Phoenix. I think that game was a game we could have won. It got out, got out of hand towards the end a little bit. and But it's the first game of the season. Guys are getting used to each other. And it's fine. You know, I don't expect much to it. And we ended up actually starting really hot to start the season. I think at one point we were five and two, I want to say five and two. And or we were six and two. We were, we were really good to start the season. I think we were on the road. We won like three or four road games in a row. Unheard of. I mean, our first road win was like 20 games in the season last year. We were just so bad. And obviously we, we don't consider that like an every, we were always a really good road team last year was just the exception, not the norm, but Denver game was the first game of the, this three losing game win streak that really pissed me off because we should have won that game, and those are circumstances that are out of our control, such as a huge goaltending missed on one end, and then the refs calling on the other end, calling an and one, which really just and end up losing the game by three. So it, it was just in full circles on that game. We should have won that game. We didn't get it, you know. And I'm this year I made it a point not to complain about the refs as much. Because there's nothing you can do about it. You can complain about them all you want, but the product in the NBA just sucks when it comes to these referees and their egos. So I think things should be reviewable after two minutes in games. And I think huge calls, you know, Steve himself, you know, just sitting there and 
never using his challenges when they're important. I mean, we'd be done by 15 with 20 seconds left. He wants to challenge something, but let the game be in, in hand. He he, do, he doesn't want to challenge nothing. Kind of like, oh, we'd be down by double digits, 16 points. He'll he'll start Steph in the fourth quarter and give him an extra minute. But when the game is right in reach, you want to sit the man a little longer. Like, to me, like, I think he suffers from a personality disorder because why? Why do you think that's okay? Like, why do you think, why do you think like that? Why do you operate like that, Steve? It's, it's just very irritating in these first 11 games. But more concerning things, the number one, the number one concerning thing is Andrew Wiggins and his health. Andrew Wiggins and everything he's doing right now, he, he's, he's shooting 15% from the three-point line. He, he can't drive. He, he can't shoot free throws. He can't defend. He just can't do anything right. I don't know what's gone out to Andrew. I, I'm seeing flashes of Minnesota. You know, there was an article that was posted when when Minnesota was really right before they they gave him that extension. They're like, Andrew, we just want you to play good, play better. We just want you to promise us you're going to be better. That's how low we got in Minnesota, and I think we're at that point right now. Andrew, I, I just I just want you to make maybe more than 60% of your feet throws. I mean, I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking you to, to give me 30 a game or 25 a game, 18 a game. In fact, if you can give me 16 a game on on okay efficiency, just not horrendous efficiency, this is a different ball game. And Andrew, Andrew stinks so bad that the starting lineup has a negative. I mean, Steph Curry has a negative plus minus while averaging over 30 points a game on great efficiency. Do you understand how hard it is to drag somebody down with you like that? That's how terrible you've been. And Clay, like, if you're supposed to be the second option of this team, you've got to separate yourself. At some point, you've got to have this margin. We can't keep playing this teeter game with you. I don't want to see you dribble a basketball ever again. That's not your suit. That's not something you're good at. And we already know I call it a wasted possession when you dribble more than three times. I already know it's a turnover or, or a terrible shot. I, I also need to, I need him to understand there's momentum killer shots. You know, Clay, you have got the green green light green light to shoot whatever you want. Except, except sometimes you, you gotta have this mental maturity to realize, hey, we're on a run. We're driving the ball, we're killing them inside the paint, we're we're, we're going, we have them in the heels. Let me not take an Ill, ill-advised shot at this current moment. At this current moment, let me not chuck it up. Let the game come to me. I don't need to force everything. I need to find my place, you know. And I don't need to te- teach Clay anything or I don't need to tell Clay how to be Clay. But it's just I feel like he's just struggling with his internal mental thoughts in certain times in the games. And it just happens to be at that most awful moment part of the game. And I think personally Clay will be fine because Clay always finds a way to get out of the slum shooters do that. With Wiggins, it's, it's a high degree of of concern. Honestly, I do think he should be moved to the bench right now just to put a kick up his butt and put Kaming in there, see what you can get at the current moment. I don't I don't think it's a permanent solution, but if you can't get next five games where that's 16 games in the season if you can't get anything out of Wiggins you got to move him to the bench and then 20 games in if you really can't get anything from Wiggins I mean 20 games is a crazy slump I think you know it starts to it's time for you to start um entertaining the possibility of a trade and what you can get for him 
and to see what you need because there's no reason for for us to be 11 games into the season and not a single player has scored over 20 one time. Dario did score 20, but not over 20. And he's the only one that's done that, got the 20, the 2-0. But for an entire team, not once, once contribute to score over 20, that's crazy. That's absolutely insane when you think about it. We're, we're 11 games into the season. 11 games. You know, I mean, Marcus Mark gave 20. <laughs> I mean, Dylan Brooks had a 20-point game. You're telling me I can't get one from Wiggins? I can't get one from Kaminga? I can't get one from Moody? I can't get one from CB3? I can't get one from, from, from Clay? I mean, how? How the hell is that possible? We're 11 games into the season. It's not a small sample. It's 11 games. And Steve is sitting there with his big old head. Yeah, I don't think I need to change the starting line. What? What? Why does Steve have this need to make adjustments when his back is against the wall instead of doing it when we before we get to that point? Like, why does he have to wait till an elimination game to play the correct way? Like, why is he so stubborn? And I think Steve has gone away with that because the Steph Curry merchant has got a, got away with being NBA's golden boy and got away with being NBA's like, oh, he's that coach, you know? he He's a four-time champion, blah, blah, blah. No, he's a Steph Curry merchant. That's what he is. Call it what he is. I, you don't have examples of this guy being great outside of outside of Steph Curry system. I mean, you saw what he did at Team USA. I mean, if y'all watched the Olympics this year, I mean, this summer, and, and you watch Steve Kerr coach, you would have a brain aneurysm. But like, how did Steph Curry get four championships with this man? America looked so weak that every country was talking shit. They were like, you know what? I can get him. I can absolutely beat this team. And guess what? Not only did they get us, they did beat us. They whooped our ass. We didn't even make it to the semifinals. We didn't even get, did we even get third place? I didn't even watch. It was a disaster. And they like Anthony Edwards was on balling out. He was balling out. The new Anthony Edwards showed up. Still didn't matter. In fact, he he lost to friggin' Dennis Schroeder. Actually, he didn't get a chance to get to Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder whooped his ass. And on top of that, Anthony Edwards, this man was trying to bench Anthony Edwards. Sir, that is your best player. Why are you trying to bench him? I'm that. I, I don't think people understand his decision-making, like how bad it is that Steph Curry has been able to cover it up so much. He covered up a lot of it. And here we are right now. Here we are talking about him again, like 11 games in. Sometimes we face teams, both we face the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers twice in one week, and we lost both games. We played the same way in both games. I don't know why he expected a different result. Think about that. You played the same team twice. You played, you lost the first time. Then you decided, you know what? I know that didn't work last game. Wait a minute. Let me try that shit again. Why, Steve? Why did you think that was okay? And then we faced t- Minnesota again. And I promise you, the, we, the way we lost to Minnesota today is going to be the way we lost to Minnesota on Tuesday. Because Steve Kerr will not adjust. He's allergic to adjustments. He's allergic to coaching, actually. He's just like, Steph, save us. In fact, 
Steph, when you're shooting so well, I'm going to pull you out of the game. You can sit down for six minutes and get back in the game when I iced you myself. I always tell everybody the biggest and the best defender of Steph Curry is Steve Kerr. And sometimes we have to think about this. Like I, I've said this for the past three, four years. Since 2019, I think Steve Kerr has run his course. 2022 was a championship we won, but at what cost? We got to keep this guy again longer. Steph Curry's prime is 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 the window. You know, I don't, I'm not going to speak for Steph because I think he could play in his 40s, but I don't think these years should be wasted to not have uh, forget not having a second option, but having a coach with with an ego issue, uh, a team made with self control issues, and now you've got we went from just having Draymond and Loon being an offensive liability to four of the five, the other the other two also offensive liabilities right now. Can't stretch the floor, can't do nothing. Now teams are gonna come in and be like, you know what? Let's just let's just focus on step. Let the rest of them beat us. And guess what? It's working. Because like I said, and I'm gonna keep reiterating this until somebody does score over 20 in that starting lineup. Not once. Because nobody's gonna take you seriously, not me. I don't take you seriously. And I'm a fan. I'm, I have to take you seriously because I want you to win. But everybody else looking at you like, mm, that's an easy W on the calendar. Everybody circles the Golden State Warriors. We already know. We don't. I don't even think te- teams should practice before they face the Warriors. Because what is there? They haven't changed anything. It's been the same system. You already know how it's going to happen. He, you've got a, one of the best PNR acquisitions this, this, this summer with CP3. Use him. Use him to benefit your system. Put the ball in Steph Curry's hands. Why are you taking the ball out of your best player's hands? Why? What do you benefit from that? Would you rather Draymond sit there playing traffic cop? What, what, what is this benefit? We have 11 games into the season, and majority of the fan base and, and the players are, frust- are frustrated because we've lost to every good team. Every good team. And, in fact, we've faced teams and won against them when they were hurt not necessarily because we were better we we didn't beat them because we we're better they're just they're just hurt and we, and despite all of that we didn't make it easy i think besides the pelicans game none of these games have came easy and, and to you you have to reevaluate yourself like what are we doing wrong is 11 games into the season do we wait 50 games of the season to i don't know adjust or do we adjust now and I know I didn't focus on Loon, but he he's he's looking like I don't want to say he's washed, but I I mean I, Wiggins has been so ass that I haven't even noticed that Loon has been ass. How ass do you have to be? Clay hasn't been great. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. Now. Obviously, our record is 6-5, so it's not bad. We're not below 500. We're still one game above. Changes can still be made. You hear that, Stephen? We've got time. We've got time to adjust. We've got time to actually make a difference into this lineup. What changes do I want to see? Number one, stop playing Chris Paul more than 15 minutes a game. Stop putting the three-guard three lineup put together. It's not cool. It's not going to work. You're too small. Stop playing so damn small, especially against big, big teams. If you see a team that's bigger than most teams like Minnesota, Cleveland, 
I don't know. Maybe I would not put three guards on the, on the lineup with them when damn near Jared Allen Mobley on the fucking court together. Like, I don't understand what he's trying to accomplish. Rudy, Nas Reed, you want to put a three guards in there? I'm so confused. I don't have an issue with our bench. Our bench has been phenomenal. They've actually been outplaying our starters. However, there's guys like Lester, maybe you want to take bring back for matchup-dependent matchups. He can ball handle and play make. You can adjust Wiggins, like I said, put him on the on the bench. You can you can have Clay just the spot up defender, put his um usage a little, a little bit less. And as far as Draymond Green, he can just stop being an asshole. That, that that should be put in the game plan. Like how Steve, you truly don't have a backbone because. How are you not able to tell this man to just shut the fuck up once? Shut the fuck up. Like, sit down and shut the fuck up. And then he's going to get on Instagram like, it's been like 10 years. Y'all going to tell me how to be Draymond Green. It's been 10 fucking years. Yes, grow up. Fucking have some growth. Has something to show for it. Why are you acting the same way you acted 10 years ago? It doesn't make you special. You just you just fake thugging around here, averaging four points a game. Actually, you're averaging ten points a game this year, so I can't even talk about that as much. But seriously, shut the fuck up. How many games are you gonna cause your team with your fucking mouth and attitude? Honestly, Draymond, you're just saying all this shit like all oh, hopping and puffing. Because truth be told, I don't think you have self control. I think you try to get on people's heads, but they end up getting in your head, and you end up being trash, and you end up getting kicked out of games. And at the end of the day, they're winning because you're a dumbass. And I don't think you should celebrate being a dumbass. Come playoff times, come high leverage times. I think if you don't know, go to therapy. Go go learn how to control. Maybe you should get a, a squeeze toy on the bench where you can squeeze a little bit angry. You can squeeze that shit, a little stress ball, because you stress me the fuck out. And you stress yourself the fuck out. And anybody can get into your head. So when you're trying to lash out and shit, go to the bench and go squeeze a little toy. Because I don't know what your problem is. You don't need to do all that extra shit. I want you to go and, yes, get in players' heads, yell around, maybe get one tech. Who cares? But now you know you got one tech. Now you know the game's on the line. Now you know the game's closed. Have some fucking common sense and say to yourself, mm, maybe this is not a good time to cut somebody else out because I can get my second tech. I can hurt my team. Like, I don't know. It's been 10, 12 years, and that concept is just skipped over your head. Like, you've, you've literally caused championships because of your damn fucking mouth and your lack of self-control. Control your damn self. Somebody need to... Maybe there should be a duct tape on the sideline, too. Somebody They need to hire a staff just to be there to tell you to shut the fuck up. And if you go swing at him, he can swing back at you. That should be part of the contract. Because I'm sick of you. I'm sick and tired of every year we're back. we're back to the same topic. If we're really going to make changes, players have to evolve and have growth in their game. That includes you too, Draymond. Growth in your tactics. Change your damn tactics. Nobody cares about all that extra shit you're doing anymore. Nobody's phased by you. Literally, Anthony Edwards was like, I ain't fucking phased by you. <laughs> like, you're doing too much. Like, nobody's scared of, and say, oh my God, Draymond's talking shit. Everybody knows the way you talk shit. Nobody, nobody's blinking an eye. Everybody's like, you know what? He's easy target. Easy mark. We can get him out. We can kick him out of the game. And guess what? We're 11 games in. You haven't even played like three of those four games. And you've already been ejected out of a game. 
who's the real loser here? Golden State. And because of drama. Now, it's only been 11 games, like I said. And I want to think of some positives. And some of the things I want to do is Trace has been really good. He needs more minutes at the five. Steph Curry has been phenomenal to watch. And I don't, we don't have a losing record and we're right in there. I think this team can compete, but it might be the first year during Steph Curry's era, we might have to be competitive in the trade market. Something has to happen. Somebody got to get shipped. So on our next episode, we're going to talk about our trade machine and what we're going to put in there because this is going to be the first year in Steph Curry era. We're actually going to, in February, we're going to be sweating bullets because everybody's in the shopping market because this is not going to go. Steph ain't going to be surrounded by a bunch of bums anymore. Somebody's going to come and help him out. And to me, if it was up to me, I would put Steve Kerr in the trade block, but that's not how this works. So we're going to have to be stick with him for one more year. And I don't, I don't know if Golden State or Moneybag Joe got balls to, to kick it under Steve Kerr and put him on the hot seat. But here we are. And here I am. I hope y'all enjoyed my, my, my return back to the pod. I'm going to see you on the next episode, and hopefully we get a more positive episode and less of me ranting, and we're a good team, and we're functioning, and we look like contenders, and who am I kidding? That's not going to happen by the next episode. I'm going to see you all next time. This is Nana signing out.